Are you looking for valuable business advice to reach that seven-figure revenue mark? Do you want actionable tips to properly navigate through every business challenge you encounter along the way? Let Tersh Blissett and Josh Crouch be your guide in getting you to the top here at Service Business Mastery. Tune in as they sit down with world-renowned authors in business, leadership, and personal growth who share valuable insights about management, marketing, pricing, human resources, and so much more. Let their nuggets of wisdom gold guide you in owning a thriving, profitable, and ever-growing business. Here are your hosts, Tersh and Josh. Welcome back to another episode of the Service Business Mastery Podcast. We are here day two at BDR Spark in Tucson, Arizona. And for this episode, we have Nicole Boyette with us. She is the Director of Business Development with HVAC and Plumbing Unlimited. And she is also a Women in HVACR Scholarship winner, which we briefly kind of met, kind of didn't at Women in HVACR because so much was going on. And we, we had meant to sit down and talk at that point, but we ran into you here. It was so great opportunity for us to have that conversation we were supposed to have about two months ago. So Nicole, welcome. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on guys. So you have a really awesome story. I love the fact that uh, we were talking a little bit earlier and you are what I would consider a lifelong learner. Like you, you just keep going to education and keep training yourself. But before we get into that too much, would you mind sharing your story? Like, because it's not normal to quote unquote, have women in the trades unless you have like, like my wife is in the trades because, well, I owned an HVAC company and she come into the business as the wife of the owner. And somebody needed to straighten you out. Yeah, try, try their hardest. But would you mind sharing your story and, and how you got into the trades and, and why you're still in the trades? Yeah, great question. So for me, I grew up in New Jersey. I lived in Pennsylvania for a couple of years and migrated south to Virginia eventually. That's where I've landed up now. Moved all the way to the south. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in Arizona. No. Yeah. So originally my grandfather, both my grandfathers on my mom and my dad's side, were, were in the trades. So my grandfather on my dad's side worked in as a refrigeration technician and specialist. He was also in the Navy doing that. And then on my mom's side, my grandfather worked for General Electrics. So he worked his way up from a basic technician to a businessman with them, which is pretty amazing. So he always liked to call himself a mechanician. So <laughs> if you know any. So for him, he, I think just being around it, growing up in it, I was always interested with pulling things apart and learning how they worked. Sometimes playing with mercury, which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> right, um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And then you learn later that you shouldn't have been doing that. You probably shouldn't have yeah. ate that. No, probably not. That explains some things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can ask my husband on that one. <laughs> so, so I think from there, I've just always been curious. I think just staying curious and wanting to learn how things work and go together. You know, I've, my dad had me up on the rooftops. He had owned his own heating and air conditioning company. So he's a technician as well and just really smart and hands-on, you know, in the Northern New Jersey area. So I learned a lot from him as well. So he had me up on the rooftops when I was like, I don't know, 12 during the summer, power washing units, changing, you know, <laughs> filters and fan belts and stuff like that. So that is really cool. Now, have you actually, have, have you been in the field other than working with your dad? Have you taken on a technician role any since working with your, with your dad? 
So being in the field when I was younger, during the summers, I was in there. And then as I grew up, I, uh, you know, I really wanted nothing to do with HVAC, but it like... Was it because <laughs> of those summers? Probably, yeah. probably, probably. <laughs> so, you know, I'm also just uh, by nature, I love art and creating things. And so I just wanted to take a different, different path than my family company. But I think it kind of just pulled me back in in the end, so... Yeah. The trades have a way of doing that with people. They really do. I, I don't know if a lot of people don't know this about me, but whenever I was running a company and I was uh, service managing for many years and I left that company and I got out of the trades completely for about a year, year and a half. And I purchased a trucking company and I had a, a long haul trucking company with, with trucks on the road and everything. And there was one day I was driving one of the trucks and I was like, man, I just, I'm wasting a talent right now. And like, I just need to get back into the trades. And I went and I worked as a manager, a GM for a company. And I was there for yeah, probably four months, five months. And I was like, no, nah, this is horrible. And I, I, I literally just started up my business like right after that, because it was I couldn't replicate. I did not want to replicate what I what I had done before for someone else. So I was like, I, I'd like to try this on my own. And it's that was 2014 ish, and yeah, kind of really never looked back from there. But yeah, the, the trades have a funny way of doing that, pulling you right back in there. Well, so it sounds like kind of like you, I, I changed direction, changed course. I um, pursued, I mean, I was an EMT for a couple of years, uh, decided to go into law enforcement. I worked with like a lot of at-risk teens at a detention center, which really got me interested in, in counseling and just kind of saw some of myself in them and just wanted to learn like, you know, how do you, how do you help them? How do you help them grow and learn and not get stuck in the situation that they're in? Yeah. And so that led me on to, I got my bachelor's and went right into my master's and got, got that in professional counseling it's probably more because i needed needed the counseling but <laughs> so. so what drew you what drew you back like you, you had uh, several different things going on and you're you kind of seen where you wanted to fit for your career and, and what drew you back into the trades yeah well i think it was a couple different things so i think in in 2017 you know, my, my father reached out to me and just said, you know, I've been, I've been working insanely hard. I've been doing a ton of things and I, I just can't seem to get ahead. No matter how hard I work, I can't, I just can't get ahead. And so I said, well, you know, uh, at that point, um, we were trying to figure out if what career path I was going to pursue. And so I decided, you know, let me, let me take a couple months off and see if I can help him, you know, get a good business coach, get a good finance coach, see if I can figure this thing out. I, I mean, I had no idea, you know, what I was about ready to get into. <laughs> and, but like I said, I, I think just uh, resiliency and being a lifelong learner, I, yeah, it was a challenge and I love challenges. So I decided to like, let me jump into this. And BDR was a uh, was who I ended up connecting with, you know, so we got a good, an amazing finance coach, uh, Chris Diddy, great business coach, you know, Jason Laws. And so um, they kind of started teaching me all of just basic business principles. And so from there, I realized, man, like there is so much potential in this field and uh, so many amazing. Not necessarily just working out in the field, but yeah. in there's so many other aspects pertaining to the trades as well. Well, that's what, when, when you walked away and her and I were talking before we got on here, that's what we were talking about. The Women in HVACR event was just how the depth of the opportunities in the trade, which I think is great for everyone to see, because you think if, if you're only on the contractor side and you only think about it, like, you're like, oh, it's such a small trade. And then you get to an event 
like that or like an AHR. AHR is probably the biggest one where it's like, holy smokes. Like there's companies I have never heard of in my life, even though you've been in the trade for 15 years. Speaking of women in HVACR, because I don't want to, I don't want to gloss over this, but where, how did you get connected with that organization? How'd you learn about the scholarship program? Where did that all come about? So I actually learned about that when I, so I, I started, so speeding up, I started going to uh, Nova. And so I got involved with Nova for one of my friend's husbands was, um, for those who don't know what Nova is, it's a Northern Virginia community college down there. And so my friend, uh, Keith Brown was one of the directors over there. And so he said, Hey, they have a really good, a good program there. And so even though I got my master's and everything else, I went back, I'm like, you know, what? I, I, I can, if I did that, I can learn how to do this. <laughs> so, so I jumped in and I started working on getting a certificate there. And it's my advisor that actually came back from one of the conferences, one of the ACA conferences and says, Hey, you should really apply for this. You should, should look into this. I think you'd really, you know, you'd qualify for it and you'd be able to make a bunch of good friends and resources from there. So at that point I applied for it and I uh, totally didn't expect to, to get, <laughs> to get the scholarship or the award. So it was just huge blessing. So just going back to people that just good pe- having, surrounding yourself with good people in your life. So. Yeah. And there was a, there was a ton of going back to that event. And I know we have a lot of recordings that are going to come out. They'll probably be out by the time this one comes out, but the positivity from that event, the support, was like two of the biggest takeaways that at least I took from that event was just how how gracious everyone was to want to try to lift everyone else up and it, it wasn't it wasn't all about them it was about everybody else and in, in, in supporting the the women in the trade specifically well and I think that man yeah just speaking to that I think that being a woman in in the trade there's definitely some difficulties with that but because there's also a lot of toxicity right so coming out mm-hmm. of the as as far as working in an HVAC industry environment with as being a female, I'd say there's a lot of personalities that can be difficult to deal with, but there's also a From toxicity. the male side or the or female side or both sides or You know, kind of both sides actually. But again, with just Man, I'm sorry. I just lost my thought. No, you're good. You're good. So, so I, I, I perceive I I think I understand where you're going with this, but the I kind of wonder sometimes about how it feels as a female like we, we've hired females in the past and as service technicians going into the supply house is it is it intimidating because i've i personally walk them in and introduce them to everyone let them know that i mean we have very respectful supply houses but i can imagine that there could be some out there that are just like what are you doing here or become like very aggressive towards a female. I don't know. Maybe that's just me thinking worst case scenario. But no, is it, it happens yeah. for sure. I mean, even, you know, I think more just the, well, just to finish that last thought on that, um, the counseling side of me, just wanting to build in that healthy culture into our industries to encourage other people to come on. So like, yeah, that side is there, but it's definitely a challenge, a good challenge to create and cultivate that environment that I want to see other people thrive in. And so, yeah, going to supply houses, uh, going on into the field most times i get a look of clients like, you know clients are actually a little bit more receptive i've found there has been some where, where they've said hey i would like to talk to the guy over there and just totally bypass <laughs> do you ever have, have you ever run into that where like you're maybe somewhere with a with a male technician even though you knew you knew enough to have that conversation yeah. that they 
the question gets asked and they, they're looking at oh. him versus you, even though you asked the question, have, have you seen, have you come across anything like that? Yeah, no, that's definitely been a, been a thing that's, that's happened. But how do you go through that? Like, how do you react to that? You personally, for me, I actually, I don't know, maybe I'm a little backwards, but I kind of, <laughs> I actually kind of find it fun in a sense, because then my great uncle, Sam, who's actually one of the master, master sculptors in the world. He, he passed away a couple of years ago and he always said, you know, if somebody doesn't believe you, just go and do it just you know and just prove him wrong basically and so he's like you don't need to argue you don't need to do anything just go and go and do it and show him that you can so it's um, just a challenge it's, it's and so challenge. i think i think just having when people get to know me knowing that i'm on on their side i'm on their team i really want to to work for things to be better for them you know and i think like uh, just we had a speaker uh, lieutenant waldo waldman just spoke and he said you know we survive solo but we win together and I think having that mindset going into that, even being in the field with the guys when they realize that I'm there to help them and I actually kind of do know what I'm talking about sometimes. Sometimes I absolutely don't. And I'll, you know, you got to be teachable too. <laughs> so when they realize that, that just gains a lot of loyalty and respect. And then they realize, oh man, maybe she does know something. <laughs> so. so working with your dad's company and coming in, trying to learn a lot of stuff. And then of course, when you learn those things, you want to try to implement those things. That's like human nature. Like, oh, I learned this great thing. Like this is going to change what what's going on. Did you find bringing up those ideas or those new concepts weren't met the right, like, I guess I don't know how I'm trying to describe that, but not they're met differently because they were coming from, from you as a woman versus like maybe their technician that brought an idea or something like that. There is a level. Yes. Yeah. In short, there was a level that that made it a little bit more difficult. And until he heard it from the coaches and other, other males. And that's when he kind of was like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe that was this like will the, the final hammer and the nails like, Oh, <laughs> so, okay. She does know what she's talking about. I need to actually start listening. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just listening to what they're teaching me. No, <laughs> no, but I mean, it's, they've done the research and have the years of experience to back it up. But when you're coming to a technician that's been in the field for 40 years and has always done it the same way, there, it is met with resistance and it can, it can be difficult, you know? My thing is, so for ladies coming into the field and, and I, the amount of empathy that I feel like a woman can provide versus myself, I try to be empathetic, but sometimes that empathy comes across as sympathy and then it becomes very fake feeling. And then it's like, mm, maybe you don't really care about what's going on. Maybe you're just going through the motions. Whereas I feel like women are naturally more empathetic than men, or maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm just a jerk and I don't really care. I just want to fix it. But I, that's just the perception that I have anyways, is that, that ladies would be more empathetic. And why wouldn't we want, I mean, because you're just as smart. So it's not like you can't figure They're out. They're smarter. Well, yeah, if, yeah, well, definitely. Smart guys out there too, guys. Come on. There's a couple. There's a few. I don't know many. Yeah. Definitely not the ones sitting at this table, but the, there's definitely like the intelligence level is there. So why, why not have more ladies? Like what is the, the resistance factor to having more women in the trades? Is it because it's a, an industry that is predominantly male dominated or. Yeah, well, I, th I feel like sometimes and it's that, you know, I'll use the, the good old boys club. Like I feel like because then boys can talk freely how they like they're, certain parts of them that they can't say things in front of ladies that they do with their boys type of thing. But 
like is, is like is that stuff more important? Well, you watch ladies too. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I have run across a few. I have some female friends that are. For me, honestly, like, and I was I was sharing this with Nicole. My wife came on as part of our business, and we hired an ops manager who is female, and and literally, I could not run my business without them. Like. I'm scatterbrained. I will like, oh, I got this great idea. We're going to do this thing. And then they're like asking me all these questions. I'm like, oh, oh, well, maybe we should wait. <laughs> maybe I should think that through that again. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think through all those questions, but having diversity and having, and not just females, having diversity, period. Right. There's all kinds of, everyone's got different experiences and we can really grow all together with that diversity if we let it in yeah. and, and don't put up this barrier, this invisible barrier that says it can only be this type of person or this gender or whatever. Well, well, and I think also just the, you know, the ingenuity and creativity that it takes to, you know, just look at your environment and be able to come up with something to mold it to what we want, right? Is something that it takes skill, it takes talent, it takes time to learn, but it also takes each other, using each other as resources to come together to really succeed together. And so I think that in our trade, there can be some of that because it's male dominated. It can be daunting at first. Like, oh, can I really do this? Because sometimes it feels like this vague, like mystery of how, how do people, how do people do that and make it work? I just want it hot. I just want it cold. I want to feel comfortable, you know? Well, until I got into the trades, I didn't HVAC. Like, I, I don't know. I went to school for engineering and didn't even really know the HVAC side of things. And a friend of mine worked there my air conditioning went out and he came and fixed it. And and we were best friends for years before he came and fixed my air conditioning. And I was like, Hmm, that's what you do. It's like, yeah, man, that's what I do all day, every day. I was like, Hmm, that's it's almost like magic. Cool. It, yeah. is. <laughs> it feels that way. But, and it's like you said, it's daunting because what you don't know, you, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And then once you learn it, you're like, oh, that's not that difficult. It's not that daunting once I've experienced it. So, I mean, honestly, for me, I would challenge any, any women who are looking to get into the trades or curious about the trades, please reach out, reach out to, to people like you and, and really, cause like my daughter, she is eight years old and over Christmas break, she went on a job with me, a commercial job where we were wrapping up a job. I was really just going and doing a walkthrough on it, but it's wild how different I treated her versus my boys. Like my boys, they could have tripped over an AC unit and I would have laughed at them. And like her, like I, I run back over there, I check on her, make sure she's okay. Like, don't touch this. This could kill you. Like, be very careful around this and that and the other. And the boys, the boys are, like, are like, whatever. Touch it. Yeah. <laughs> touch it. I want to see what happens. And 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 I'm like, I don't know. Maybe that's. I, mean, I think just, that's. I mean, some of that's wired into us, though. Yeah. Right. Like sometimes it, it's wired because we. Yeah, I think about the same thing because I have a boy and a girl, and there's certain things that with the girl I wouldn't. I wouldn't do this. You wouldn't do or say the same things. And but with, I don't know. I think. People just need to open their minds and just not have not have the barrier. But we have bar we've broken out so many barriers in so many other places. But when you get in these industries that are dominated by either males or females, and like even you know nursing is one of those things. Like the Meet the Fockers movie when the guys he's a he's a male nurse and they keep making fun of him because it's like well nurses aren't male, you know. But just having an opportunity, giving 
people equal opportunity to do those things, I think yeah. is huge. Oh, yeah. Well, and, you know, my friend Faith Teope, she actually went through and uh, she's, I, I really admire her and respect her. She kind of encouraged me that I could do this in the field. So her family business was in the retirement industry. So now she's one of the Forbes advisors and manages and owns getleverage.com for retirement. So I think looking at friends, female friends that have gone before me in the male dominated industries, it just encouraged me that, man, I could, why, why can't I do this? <laughs> so, yeah. So you worked with your family business and now you are, you got a new role. Correct. You want to talk just a little bit about that and how that how that's working out for you? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm now a director of business development, as you said before, HVAC. What does that mean exactly? What does that mean? <laughs> Basically, it's like an operations operations manager, and so just working over through the different departments to try and optimize them, help create efficiency, and more importantly, just help to create that environment that we want. So this way, everybody on our t- team can win. Because we like looking at it as you know, if the customer wins, you know, we want the customer to win. We want three wins. We want the customer to win. We want the employees to win, and we also want the company to win. So when everybody is surviving, you know, we we don't want to go from surviving we want to go to thriving you oh, know? Yeah, so, absolutely. So, so some of that organization and the role that you have there some of that requires a little bit of automation right am i correct in, in saying that yeah yeah i now, mean now tell us a little bit like i don't know give us a couple examples of auto, some automation that you might a couple examples I, I, as you know josh and i and listeners they know that josh and i are kind of we we nerd out when it comes to automation so much so that people ask me well what do you automate and then i'm like I don't even know. Like I just automate. So, you you like, set if, it up you, and you move on. Like it's exactly. This cool. If I've done it twice, I automate it. You know. So with the automations, just working, uh, working with them, what I found it, it's cool because I also get to like incorporate some some stuff, some of the research stuff that I was working on in my counseling degree. So I like I like taking that. I like learning, like say the statistics and math I've learned there, apply it to what I've learned from BDR. To figure out what our business plans are. And so what I do then is I take the numbers and the department numbers that we're looking that we're looking to achieve on a monthly, weekly, daily basis. And I integrate it with our software. We, we use Service Titan. There's also programs like Monday or Asana that you can use that ends up in integrating with Zapier. And so we have taken, I say we, but me and a couple, <laughs> some friends like one of my friends, Stan, to another good business guy at Bristol Cones. We then integrate when a customer calls in, texts in, uh, wants a system that's sold, Monday we'll take that and use a webhook and push it into, well, Service Titan will put a webhook in it to Monday or Asana. and so then, then it that's just, where you keep track of it? And then it just, we keep track of it. It, it helps to... Like a little workflow, like a Trello it, board also. It helps to organize our workflow so we're not we're not dropping and missing things. So Because yeah. that is something that really sold estimates and warranty claims. Those things, I feel you like lose track just, real quick. you lose track of warranty <laughs> yeah. claims. Oh, did and you forget to do the paperwork? You forget to do all the little, the little detailed tasks in there, or the the motor never got taken back to the warehouse, or it's yeah. riding around in somebody's van or compressor or something like that. But if you have something like Trello, Asana, Monday, something like that that says, "Hey, look, we have this motor that's still sitting. Like it's on this one tab that we need to move it to the next tab. Where's the motor sitting? You know, where, has the warranty paperwork been filled out? And I love those workflows. And then you can a- even set them up so that once you've clicked through that card or whatever, it can automatically move to another you know, a spot in the, in the board. So those are really cool. Like, and it takes, 
task that you would normally have to pay somebody to do and it and you can automate it so then you're just you're more efficient and it's consistent and it takes human error out of the equation and and stuff like that well it helps your processes get better too like even just taking like a sold sold system all of a sudden you can have an entire checklist of things that need to get done by multiple individuals they're already assigned they have due dates, like everything is laid out. So the warehouse manager can get the equipment and the whoever does the paperwork for the, the warranty stuff can have, like they all get tasked their things and everyone works together and everyone can see the progress of it and it gets done. Yeah. Well, and that's like, uh, you know, Kim Archer says over here at BDR that nothing's communicated until it's written down, you know? And so this is like a really easy way of having it be written down to help us all keep track and, and have everybody see it. So I feel like that's kind of one of the number one breakdowns in business sometimes is the communication aspect of it. So this helps to really, yeah, work through a lot of that. I have a really important question. Sure. And I want you guys to debate this. Is it Zapier or Zapier? Oh. Well, I'm from South Georgia, so I, I, everything's going to drawn out. So I call it Zapier. Zapier. See, that's interesting because I was going to say Zapier. Zapier, but wouldn't Zapier be drawn out? Zapier. Zapier. <laughs> I'm from the north, Zapier. so I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it is Zapier. We, we, we need to poll here. <laughs> yeah, we, need, uh, we, need to, we need the executives from so, Zapier to come. Tell come us about what it is. Yeah. So it, 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 it's, and the reason, the way to remember, and I always do this with people that, that say Zapier, it's, it's, they're, they're, I think, I think they did but their. they're zapping. So shouldn't it be Zapier? Well, I think they're. Their slogan is Zapier makes you happier, so it rhymes. Oh yeah, yeah. So that that's why they yeah. yeah. But I always I always find that interesting because I hear like nobody knows how to say it. So it's like GIF, GIF and JIF. Yeah, I don't. The I, peanut butter, I right? <laughs> Wait, is it really? Is it like JIF, like peanut butter? <laughs> Let's fight. So, Let's uh, fight. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole, so what's coming in the future for you? Like what's 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 your what's your plans? What's your thoughts? Um, so in the future, I mean I'm going through right now lean and six sigma to get my certifications in that just to help uh, That's massive. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. I'm still I'm going through advanced courses now at Nova. And I think just working with HVC and Plumbing Unlimited, honestly, I found I found my home here. And John's got such a great heart and care for the employees and the customers. And I'm really honored to work underneath him. And so I feel like we're one of the few locally, you know, locally operated and owned businesses. Hasn't been purchased out by VCs and stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of purchasing happening in our area right now. So there's a really big market for giving good customer service and also having some of the better employees that are out there. And we have a great team on staff now, but just looking forward to growing that and growing a home for people to be able to come and build out their careers and feel like they're also because it's not ultimately like uh, it's not about it's not about me it's not about what I want and and some of my dreams and desires I mean I really want to know what other people's dreams are and help them achieve it because I feel the most satisfied when when I do that so it's it's creating it's creating and protecting our companies is kind of my vision so that's awesome we, we really appreciate you coming and hanging out with us. It's the end of day two, well, almost the end of day two, and it's been a long... It's These are the type of events where you get so much information that it's mentally exhausting, and uh, we super appreciate you oh, coming yeah, and hanging out up. with us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, I'm loving it Watch here. Watch out, John. Right. <laughs> She's coming back. She's, She's coming, coming back. back. Guns a blaze. Oh, okay. so. I was going to say, guns a blaze, and here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. Cool. Josh, you want to close this out? Yeah. So... 
No. 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 I didn't have anything. I, you totally put me on the spot. You. You totally put me on the spot there. I, I, that's what I love doing as much as possible. You know this, Josh. Now we really appreciate everybody hanging out with us. If anybody has any questions, can they reach out to you? Absolutely. How so? They can get me on um, it's N Boyette B O Y E T T E at H V A C dash Unlimited dot com. Cool. And if you have any questions for Josh or myself, podcasts at servicebusinessmastery.com is a quick way to get in touch with us. Uh, You can go to our website, servicebusinessmastery.com, and uh, click the little button at the bottom and record a memo. And that comes straight to Josh and myself as well. We can respond there or respond via email or whatever text message. Huge shout out also to those people who make make this possible, make it possible for us to be able to make trips out to Tucson and, and to BDR events and, and talk with great people like, like Nicole. First off, Sarah, CRM per platform, uh, Billy and, and his team are amazing people. You need to check them out if you haven't ever checked out Sarah. Upfrog, Justin and Noah, they've created a a, a massively successful product that is all about retargeting, also Facebook marketing for uh, lead generation. And there's a lot that goes on in in, uh, Upfrog. But then also, last but not least, Company Cam for collecting images and not cluttering up your camera feed, your photos in your cell phone. And also the office can access these photos real time and share these with the clients. You can even put them on the website and geomark where you're at. So that helps out with Google stuff too. But And company cam works with Zapier. So yeah, good to know. It's, it's company cam works with Zapier, so we're good. Uh, Damn it, you had it. I knew you were going to do that. It's a not going to go. No, but, but we really appreciate you hanging out with us. If you have any questions at all with anything, please don't hesitate to reach out to any of us. And we hope you have a wonderful and safe day until we talk again next time. We'll see you later. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Service Business Mastery. Now that you are equipped with essential business advice from this impactful conversation, you are one step closer to becoming the successful owner of your dreams. If this episode has been helpful to your business journey, don't forget to subscribe to the show, leave a rating, and share it with other owners as well. Visit servicebusinessmastery.com to learn more.